over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com. Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Oh, yes, it is. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place. Glad to have you here. We've thrown the front door wide open. Uh, man, this morning's so nice, we're going to slide the back door wide open. Come in, have a seat, pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and sit down and let's have us some good, fine fun talking about the most important things in your life. You and your house. We are Arizona's number one homeowner resource and contractor referral directory for 14 years running. Been doing this show for 35 years, answering you the Arizona homeowners' questions. Occasionally, we get a call from Arkansas, Oklahoma. Uh, we've even, we, I think the farthest we've ever gotten a phone call from was Essex Junction, Vermont. <laughs> so I don't know. You call, you reach us by dialing one 767 4348 You can remember that. It's easy. one Rosie for you, R-O-S-I-E, the number four, and the letter U. Allow me the privilege of putting my 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you. Whatever it is you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin, we can help you out. And whether you're a newcomer to Arizona or you've been here your whole life, and it doesn't matter where in Arizona you are, Because chances are, whatever you want to do and wherever you're trying to do it, I've been there and I've tried it once or twice. So give us a ring, 1-888-767-4348. Well, we always try and focus on things to be grateful for. I'm really grateful the building didn't get hit by lightning the last hour. (laughs) We, we, We touched on four very political points and uh, the building still stands here we are (laughs) and we're like i say we're here for you jennifer and i just got off the road last night running home from las vegas we were there with two hundred thousand of our closest industry friends for the national kitchen and bath industry show i am excited about all that we saw my head's so crammed i need a i need a i need a radio show for a, a whole week well, I think we'll just kind of maybe dribble it out over the next couple of months. Everybody can absorb it and learn new things and gain over, from what we learned. Now, I heard a lot of different statistics. I, I heard over 600 exhibitors, a million and a half square feet of exhibits. Two, they, they were telling us it was attended by 100,000 until yesterday. They said, well, we broke all our attendance records. It's 200,000. And they cram it into three days. I don't know. I didn't put my step counter on, but I know we were covering 8 to 11 or 12 miles a day. That convention floor was a monster. And from the east to the new west, and there'd be a class in the south hall that you'd have to make your way to the west hall to catch the next class. I mean, it was incredible. It's the kitchen and bath show, the uh, in industry building show. The hardware show. National hardware show. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. They they decided to combine all three of them into one massive event. And boy, plus, it, it was one massive event. Plus they had a surfaces show in town, uh, home surfaces, and also um, interior design show. So it was it was happening. 
It certainly was. Man, we, we learned a lot, and like we're going to be sharing a lot of that in pieces over the next several months. A lot of our partners were there, too, just based on auto responses we got by email when we sent out our partner <laughs> communication this week. It was all these auto responses. I'm at the trade show. I'm at the Kitchen and Bath show. I'm at the hardware show. You know, Call me next week. I'll be back next week. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was a pretty drive. Um, it, we Driving into Las Vegas on Monday, we went on Monday, um, driving in a little low cloud cover, but all the hills all the way around were covered in snow. And mm. that, that, that Las Vegas skyline is so distinct and so unique, and then the hills in the back covered in snow. But driving home yesterday, the wallopies are covered in snow. Uh, from the minute you cross the Tillman Bridge and get into Arizona, it is almost a constant carpet of green vegetation all the way into Wickenburg. Mm. And, and uh, the... the, the, the um, Santa Maria River was flowing. How often do you see that? The big Sandy was flowing. I mean, it was just gorgeous. For desert rats, flowing water is always like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. So when you find us at rosieonthehouse.com, it's a homeowner's encyclopedia for Arizona home ownership. And you can land on that website and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. It only comes by subscription. We don't send it to anybody that doesn't want it. And in that weekly newsletter, we'll tell you what's coming up on the next Saturday's broadcast and kind of give you a tip-off as to what ground we're going to be covering. Maybe it might be something of particular interest that you want to join us for. One of the things we're covering today and in this hour is hard surfaces for indoor and outdoor applications. I and I, ne- I didn't even get to the surfaces part of the show. We're going to have to bring Rochelle in, um, who did spend a whole morning over there, and see what she can tell us. That will be one of the upcoming shows. Yeah, the blog has an interesting perspective. It's um, which, which surfaces you can use both inside and outside and which ones you can't. So kind of good things to think through. And also just about how much care is in- introduced uh, and needed for each kind. So good, good uh, topic. Hard surfaces. Let's start with a couple of the pros and the cons. Uh, we've got let, ceramic versus porcelain. You a lot a lot of people don't realize there's a pretty significant difference between those two products. Ceramic tiles not generally recommended for exterior use. Ceramic tiles and porcelain tiles are not the same thing. For one thing. Porcelain tends to be a a unified color all the way through the material. So if it does chip, it doesn't shout at you as much as a glazed ceramic tile might show a chip. And then here in Arizona, we're dealing with the sautilla tile as well, and that's been used everywhere. And people argue and ask me all the time, they, they don't so much anymore, but through the, through the 80s and 90s, it was a big question because, boy, we were putting down acres and acres and acres of sautilla tile as to whether you seal it outside or not. And you can, and it looks great, but you are creating a maintenance dilemma. You are creating something that is going to absolutely require a maintenance regime, okay? So if you like sautilla, 
like it in its authentic original state like it is in Sotilla, Mexico, where it's made. They cover everything in Sotilla Tal, but they don't seal any of it. Question for you about that. So if you have Sotilla Tal on the outside and it gets wet, you know, it, those salts come up. The effer- effervescence, absolutely. So with, does sealing prevent that? And what happens? Is it, or does well, it, it get stuck it, in between? No, no, it, it will. But then you've got to continually keep applying the sealer. So it just depends on what look you are after. I, I love a sealed sautilla tile inside a house. It'll hold that seal for a couple of years. Uh, seal outside on a patio, around walkways and whatnot. You're, you're going to be sealing that about every four to eight months, depending on what look you're really looking for. Um, so that's my that's my story on sautilla. When was the last time you saw sautilla installed? Um, you know, well, I've... I, we have recently been involved in a project where that is the client's product of choice in the large format. Coming back around, the, the large the large format is is it's it's it, it. I think it has a good. Well, it's a very Southwest authentic look to it. That's for sure. So, uh, we've we've been putting travertine down in what we call Southwest homes now for thirty years, and I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There seems to be some kind of a design conflict there in my head about that. But I think travertine has been one of the most overused products on the face of the earth the last 30 years. And talk about a maintenance nightmare. Mm. And people don't realize it when they pick it. So, oh, that's my two cents on that. So what people like about tile is that it tends to be easy to clean. And it is certainly easier to clean than a carpet. Uh, And I like tile, and I like area rugs. Then you can roll the area rug up once a year and have it commercially cleaned in a commercial setting. Bring it back, and it's all fresh and clean. When you're cleaning a hard surface floor in Arizona, you must dry mop, dust mop the surface prior to water mopping, or you're just creating mud. So that is one point that a lot of people don't really appreciate. Let's get the dust off the floor, and then we'll water mop the more stubborn spills and stains and whatnot after that. So we're here talking about hard surface flooring at Rosie on the House. You can join the conversation we got all the political questions asked last hour. The phones are open. We have Miss Jessie here to take your call. Find out your question, where you're calling from. We'll get you answered as quick as possible. Give us a ring at one 767 While we were out of town all week, we did end up getting quite a few uh, email questions uh, that people couldn't ask uh, on air last week. And so we'll get to those as well right here at Rosie on the House. Be right back. Next Saturday, Focus Financial, who does uh, all of our insurance and uh, just a, a complete list of services for attorney services, uh, finance, insurance. I mean, you you name it, attorney fees, 
or not fees, but attorney services. They've kind of started a couple of them are car have these historic classic cars that kind of their hobby and their babies. And they just randomly the last couple of years started doing an annual car show that's also used as a fundraiser. Well, yeah, kind of. They're not really asking for money. Uh, crayons, markers, pencils, sketchbooks, notepads. They get all these items together for uh, that, that that they donate. But you, they also have a shredder there. So if you've got documents you need to come by and shred, your you know any tax documents that are seven years old now, they'll do that for free. And if you've got a classic car and you don't have anything else to do, or a race car, or an exotic car, or a vehicle of special interest. They don't charge anything to come park. It's right. Uh, it's the adjacent parking lot. It's at 7600 North 16th Street. And that's going to be next Saturday, 8 to 12. And during that time at 10 o'clock, if you're interested in a solar education, Fox Valley Solar will be in their conference room. And you can just go in there and ask questions about solar. There's some really new and it interesting tools that are available that in real time you can get an idea of how many panels you're going to need on for offsetting your energy use and if your home and roof structure can even handle those with some you know the new mapping technology that's out there so it's uh it's a free event for either one of those but that's all next weekend and we've got details in the events tab at rosie on the house and no obligation on that Listening in on that solar talk. We did it recently in a neighborhood. It was so much fun. People really got to ask their questions. It was just presented as, here's what you need to look for if you're going to choose solar and if it's going to work for you. All right. Let's get to Sandra at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you on the topic of hard surfaces. She wants to talk about epoxy flooring. Good morning. Good morning, Rosie. Go ahead. Hello? Hi, been listening to you for many, many years. Um, my question on epoxy flooring. I have a house uh, down to concrete in many places, uh, carpeting that needs to come up, uh, some linoleum. I'm wondering, can I put epoxy flooring throughout the whole house? So there's a lot of different concrete coatings you can put on top of concrete. I don't know if epoxy is necessarily what you're looking for on the inside. Um, a we see that a lot of, of times in, in use in garage, and it's a very nice finish. It can be a very slick finish when wet. Um, you know, but there's – if there's carpet and there's a lot of – we end up with a lot of, uh, you know, pop marks from pulling up the tacking strip from the carpet, and there's a lot of glue on the ground, and we've just got some dirty concrete. The first thing most flooring guys will do is they'll put a fresh coat of – thin set on top it's a very thin uh, layer of cement it's like credit card thick you mix it up in a bucket you pour it out it's almost self-leveling and that gives us a brand new clean coat on top to work with and then from that point uh, you can do your acid stains Uh, you could even mix color into the thin set and that could be your finished product once you seal it Uh, i mean it's the, the amount of options that are available are Endless. I mean, there's. If you really want to see an idea of what you can do with concrete, uh, there's a place called Cohill's Building Specialties down by the airport. They are open on Saturdays, but only till about noon. 
Uh, and I don't like to go on the weekends because the Pepper Sauce Cafe isn't open on the weekend. I like to go get <laughs> I like to go get a Reuben at the Pepper Sauce Cafe on the corner before or after going to Coe Hills. And I mean, every single parking spot in there uh, outside the building is a different type of stamped concrete. Uh, you walk into their showroom, the colors, the products. I mean, everything, the countertops. So that would be the first place I would go to get an idea of, you know, what you can put over the top. Uh, if it's stuff you want to do it yourself, they've got all the tools and equipment. If you'd rather hire it out, we've got certified partners that can handle that for you. But when I built my house, Sandra, everything was concrete. And then if I needed something that I felt needed a carpeting, I just put area rugs or cattle hides down underneath, you know, the, the living room table or the floor mats by the bed so you're not hitting cold concrete first thing in the morning. And then, you know, anytime those need to be clean, you just pick them up, shake them outside, wet mop the whole floor, and you're, you know, it, it's it's a very, as maintenance-free of a floor as you could get. And that's what I'm looking for. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We appreciate the call, and good luck with your project. A tour at Cohills is absolutely the right place for her to go look. When you walk through the reception area into the warehouse, and there's that area that's done in copper. If Jennifer ever saw that, she'd make me put the whole house in copper. <laughs> that's what I was just thinking. i got to go see that. Yeah, it's really pretty incredible. And Romy's yeah. first house was kind of a copper rust bronze that he then took historic cattle brands and etched and burned them into the, the finish and then put a top coat on it. That was a that was really a sharp look. Yeah, and so the the design work is uh, it's a g- acid gel that you just apply in your design that you want, and it etches the concrete. So then you've got a different surface color that you then go back and paint or stain or dye or you know do whatever you want with. There's a lot of applications there. You see it a lot in uh, sports fanatics. Well, you know, we'll put. Logos the, and stuff. The, the sport logo in the garage with the flat too. That's pretty popular. I guess I know which one would be in your garage. <laughs> a lot of a lot of great options in the world of concrete, and you can find them all at Cohills. We're talking hard surfaces for flooring inside and out. If you'd like to join the conversation, four one one nine two three is the text, or give us a call, Alexandra one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you, and we'll get to calls in just a moment. But uh, on our topic of hard surfaces, uh, one thing about tile, it doesn't matter if it's ceramic, porcelain, travertine, sawtile. The batch turnover happens so quick that when you're done with your project, you'll probably never find an exact match to that tile ever again. So it's a very one and done flooring system. You know, and talking. So oh, keep some extras for repair. Um, and, and even at that time, you know, they're, they're from the same batch because the tile, you walk on it and it gets used. It's not going to, you know, the sheen might be a little worn off on the floor one versus a new one. You know, the, the, the more durable and better the product is, the less likely you're going to run into that. But creating that, or, or if you're like, man, I really like this tile, it's just. 25 years old and it needs to be replaced and I want the exact same match pattern, not going to find it. 
Yeah, and one tip if you're going to do DIY is to make sure that you buy all of your tile and that batch from the same dye lot. You know, there's a lot of things to think about that maybe you wouldn't think about as a DIYer. There's, um, as far as measuring, laying tile is tricky to do a really beautiful job. And kraut, uh, grout can be really tough, too. The first thing a do-it-yourselfer does is he goes to the back wall of the room and starts laying tile coming towards the door. Exactly the wrong way to lay tile. You lay tile centered and laid out from the middle of the room, and you work your way out. That way, when you get to the outside edge of the room, exactly the same tile goes all the way around the room. And if you've got out-of-square walls, that takes, a, that takes a tile setter with a little bit of math experience. Well, and then, you know, the rooms are never perfectly square. That's right. They never are. You know, I mean, even on a, say, a 16-foot span of a wall from one side to the other for it to be out just a 16th of an inch – or an eighteenth of an inch, or eighth of an inch. I mean, that makes a difference when you've got these perfectly spaced tile. And then, you know, not only is the you got the wood, but then the drywall and the drywaller that could have done the taping could have done a thick glob on the corner that you know throws it off another or eighth of an inch. A stud that should have been culled out wasn't, so you got a bow in the wall. <laughs> and then a that tile setter overcomes all that and hides it. And that's the edges. The concrete's never perfectly leveled never. either. So you got to level that out because, you know, as and, – and we talked about doing different types of stains on concrete, you know, and I mentioned that you'll never find the same tile again. Well, if you go see a stained concrete, you'll never get that exact replica. That's you right. might have a similar color, but the patterns that happens – on the concrete itself that it reacts to the acid, well, that concrete might have been poured at a wetter batch than this other one. This one might have had a higher PSI. Or there might have been a chunk that wasn't perfectly mixed in this one. And it finished different. So the you'll never get the same patterning. You might get the same color consistency, but what happens to the concrete itself, each concrete has its own finish. The, the so, other tip I would give do-it-yourselfers is on laying tile is uh, stick stick with a six by six or an eight by eight. We get to 12 by 12 or large format tile. It's really tricky. There are a lot of learned tricks that you need to know before you start laying the large format tile to really make it look good. So whatever room you're thinking about trying to put your own tile down in, uh, find a closet first and see if you can get that closet down so all the tile lay flush to the grout. There's no little corner sticking up causing toe catches. And when you measure the tile on the outside perimeter of the closet, every single one's exactly the same size. When you've, when you've figured out how to do that in a closet, then you can move out to the, to the bedroom. And taking the direction of a life worth living in place and keeping your home livable – any surface that's wet, that gets wet, like the bathroom or even maybe the kitchen, um, the tile should be smaller. And there, so the more grout, the less slippy the tile is going to be. And then also um, any carpets you might lay, like area rugs, need to be secure. And that being said, we found a fantastic product we're going to test for you that you would spray on the tile, especially in a bathroom application. And it creates a clear but almost like a sandpaper feel to it. So it's... Um, 
It has a lot of grip to it, and you can also spray it on the back of any area rugs you have. And that keeps the, you know, sometimes you buy those old pieces and put them under the, the rug, and then you're always trying to line them up. And when you clean the rug, you got to line it all up again. This you spray right on the back of the rug and throw it down. So we're going to test those things. That would be great for the shower, bathroom area. Uh, the last product we taught, we tested was more of an acid uh, application where you would paint it on, and it scars the tile to make them um, uh, less you know, slip resistant, but this I like because it's, um, it doesn't ruin the tile, but it just puts a little, it's coat invisible over it, and it's not tacky at all. So we'll try it out for you. It's the cool. same concept on roads. Yeah, there are times where they, uh, put grooves in the middle of the roads for the tires to grip over slippery areas we'll, uh, over bridges too. We, we've, we've got several products on order from the show. As a matter of fact, Romy, you would have, you would have been tickled to see us, uh, leaving the showroom, uh, yesterday at the end of the show. Everybody wanted to sell their displays. We, we look like a family of grapes of wrath. We were below, we were carrying, <laughs> we were carrying boxes on our back. Julia had boxes. I had boxes, uh, all kinds of things. You need but, to call yourself Jode it, now. Oh man, it, it, it really got, pretty funny but uh, one of the security officers uh challenged us what are you doing <laughs> let's see if we can go to scott who's called in has a particular question we're going to go from hard surface flooring uh the conversation we've had this hour he wants to jump up to a ceiling question scott and and that is a lesson for you all we get on a topic to educate y'all but we are always open to any question about your house home castle or cabin by you dialing one 767 4348 Okay, Mr. Scott, what you're working on? Hey, so here's my issue. Um, my house is six years old. Um, the, I've got cracks in my ceiling. I've now noticed that my floor tile are starting to crack. And six months ago, the builder came out and they used a mammometer. Uh, they've done that twice now. And said, well, you know, your floor's pretty level, but they put gutters in. And I, I'm believing I have expansive soil under the house. So they've, they, they came out, the, they've had the framer out six times now, and they keep trying to bolster up the, the trusses in my roof. And they put plywood down, and they keep trying to do a roof um, kind of, kind of bolster the trusses and all the cracks keep doing is moving over to the truss right next door to it right <laughs> my garage is a total disaster every oh no every truss i uh. have a crack i have a crack in every truss in my floor even in the control joints in the floor the cracks have now jumped outside of that okay so let, let me let me ask I, a couple I, questions where what general area in Arizona are you, Scott? I'm in Peoria. Okay. And how old is this home? Six years. Six years. Okay. And the builder is still coming out, or he was coming out back when it was newer? No, they're still coming out. That's good. Okay. And when they brought the manometer test out, did they bring their own equipment out, or did they recruit a third party to come out and do that for them? They had a third party do it. Okay. And I think I know who that third party probably was. And that third party has a very affordable moisture eradication program that he can take the moisture out of the soil under your house for the expansive uh, 
uh, heaving that it's doing. It's in, it's incredibly affordable. Uh, it's easy to install. Uh, I would I would ask my builder since he is since he is participating in the solution over the term of about six years. That says something about them, and I, and I would ask them to go back to their third party manometer tester and ask them, could you please consider putting in a moisture eradication system in under my slab? And it literally will take all the moisture out from under your slab, evacuate it through a ventilation system. And it, it's pretty incredible. And like I say, it's pretty affordable. The, the company we would have do that. And I'm pretty sure that's probably who they had out at your house is a company called Arizona Foundation Solutions. And it's actually technology. The owner of the company patented, uh, and I've seen it installed and work extremely successful on many homes. So that would be my next. We've got to eliminate the moisture out from underneath the slab. We can we can plywood reinforce the trusses all we want. But if that soil's still heaving, we aren't going to stop anything. Bounce that off of him. As a matter of fact, Romy, he can play the podcast for the builder, can he? <laughs> How would Scott do that? How would Scott ask the builder to listen to this and and explore the option of of, of solving this problem? How would he get the podcast? Rosie on the house.com slash podcast. Today's broadcast it is February 4th. It'll be in the... All on the house hour, this number not the nine o'clock hour, second hour of three hours. I think it's I think it's encouraging. Your builder is still involved in conversations with you after six years. There's a lot of builders that wouldn't be so. Uh, check that out, Scott. I think there's a good chance you will get a solution. All right, back to wrapping up the topic of hard surfaces, which we covered in our newsletter, our digital newsletter we sent out this week. A lot of questions uh, about a very new popular – well, it's not very new. Uh, It's about 10 years old now. But luxury vinyl. And, you know, uh, a home I built in 84 up in the North Scottsdale area. Uh, In 84, we weren't generally putting in much vinyl tile of anything. Uh, people had migrated up to the more expensive products. But we installed a, a, a vinyl glue-down tile called Kentile. And uh, I was recently visiting with someone that had been in the house, and they said, Rosie, that tile looks like the day it was laid. So vinyl tile, luxury vinyl tile is what they're calling it now. Uh, it takes a vinyl base. And then they put an image on it. It can be an image that looks like anything. It can look like wood. It can look a, just a solid color. It can look whatever. And and then they put a wear layer over the top of that image. It's much more forgiving on the feet and on a dropped glass than ceramic tile or porcelain tile. It's become hugely popular for the do-it-yourselfers because there are versions of this that you apply floating and just click it in. It's just click in place. The other question we're asked all the time is, can I lay that over existing tile? You can. But again, it's going to present some other challenges 
uh, we've got to take a look at. What does that really look like when it comes up to the baseboard? What are we doing to the space underneath the door? We need that for ventilation to create the ventilation. So, yes, you can, but you would never want to lay it on top of like a sortilla tile or a pillow padded tile. Because pretty soon, the difference between the top of the surface of the tile and the top of the surface of the grout, which is about an eighth or three-sixteenths of an inch separate, all of that starts transposing right through the vinyl tile. So, yes, you can go on top, but I'd think twice before I did it at my own house. I'm walking the floor over you. I'm walking the floor over you. So we're talking floors, wrapping up. Hard surface. Nine o'clock topic. We were. You mentioned Rosie the um, luxury vinyl flooring. Yes. And one tip we have uh, need to mention is if you're going to do that yourself, um, they you know like you said they they take the planks and they stamp a picture on them and the. The higher the quality, the more realistic the picture is. And one of the things that makes the difference is... <laughs> oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> one of the things that makes a difference is the more expensive tiles, they will have more pattern to them. So if you... Um, and no matter which you buy, you just need to be careful that you're not putting this, you know, like to like. Like you don't want... Some of them will put like a knot hole, like, like it's to be a pine floor, and there's a knot... You don't want all the knots to be it's, too close together or lined per, up in a row. It's pretty embarrassing when the job's done. You get up and you stand back to put your hands on your hips and puff out your chest, and you see the same knot hole seven times in a breakfast room. Yeah, or like lined <laughs> up. So it does take – it's not something to do in a hurry, that's for sure. Take a good look. I, take take it out of the box and spread it out, and then uh, use – you know, your eye to see what it takes to make it look good. And don't put that repeating pattern over and over and over again. You know, I grew up in a house that had bricks, red bricks. On as the floor? A, through the whole house. That's Wall, bedrooms, kitchen. Live, well, we did have a sunken living room that, we, that mom carpeted. But we had bricks. Uh, did the boys wrestle? The first in the living room. <laughs> With the carpet? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um if I remember right, we moved in that house about 1960, about 1967 or 68, and I, all of our feet bled for about the first month we were there. <laughs> That's wicked. But once you got once you got used to it, once your feet got built up to it, it was okay. Uh, and 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 we had a, we had ten people in that house, so I mean it was it was a lot of folks, and but it was durable. I'll tell you that it was very durable. I've already touched on travertine. Uh, travertine done right and installed correctly, sealed uh, and filled, can can be a fairly maintenance-free floor. But I, I think it's one of the most overused products, uh, and that's a personal opinion. Sorry if you, you don't agree with me. We've talked about sautia tile. I'm kind of old-fashioned. I love the Southwest. I love that feel. I love large-format sautia tile. I, I just think that's an extremely, extremely handsome look. And then we also talked about the epoxies and the acid finishes. So that's what about? The, the, the most important thing I'd like to remind people of is dust your hard surface floors before you start water mopping. It will make a big difference on how that grout looks in eight months, a year, two years, three years. Hmm. Dust before mop. Dust it first. Vacuum it. I mean, over the right 
if you don't mind robots in your house, what are the Roomba? You could do you, you know, you could have a little I was in someone's house about a year ago and they had all concrete floors. And I and they have two dogs. And I walked in and the first thing you're anticipating is seeing dog hair everywhere. And I mean the it it was spotless. And he had like three Roombas that were like moving through all different areas of the house, keeping it all picked up constantly. What about uh, our article talks about pavers? I know you're a big fan of certain types of pavers moving out of the house uh, onto our patios or walkways or sidewalks. Uh, If If you're pouring a concrete patio, concrete sidewalk or concrete driveway, you're a knucklehead. (laughs) <laughs> don't take it personally said he had an opinion and, 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 and that's from a that's from a guy that loves concrete finishing i love concrete work but there isn't any reason to put concrete down outside if if a paver will work a bell guard paver put in place uh is infinitely more livable and and i like the lighter colors so, so you're not having that heart hot heat sink that some of the dark, dark pavers can create. And with pavers, if one or two is broken, you just replace That's it. That's it. Pop uh, it out. Pop yeah. it in. Concrete, it's cracked. Oh, boy. And, 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 and do-it-yourself pavers is an almost impossible job to do it right. I Just take my word for that. It is a back-breaking, knee-spraining, incredibly hard job to do and to have it done right. Uh, where it isn't going to sink in or have ruts where your tires are rolling and all of that. So I I love outside pavers in lieu of concrete. And they even make pavers now that go over your concrete patio that match in with the pavers to extend your patio, overlay pavers. It's, it, it, it was one of the more brilliant building products that came out of the industry in the last 20 years. Going into the open home hour next hour. Anything you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin? One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Or text questions to four one one nine two three.